Vishnupad Paramahansa Parivajaka Chayala Stotra Shatta Shishi Maharaj Divine Grace Aisi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Kija Anantikoti Vaishnava Vrinda Kija Namachaya Shira Haridas Thakur Kija Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Kija Thank you All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to Sri Guru and Sri Garanga Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chayvam Narotamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam Tato Jayam Mudirayet Before reciting the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is our very means of conquest, one should offer respectful obeisances to the personality of Godhead Narayan. Narayan Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being to Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning. Srila Vyasadeva, the author. Nastaprayeshu Badreshu, Nastaprayeshu Badreshu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, Bhagavadita Mashloke, Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtiki, by regular attendance in classes on the Srimad Bhagavatam, and by rendering service to the pure devotee, all this troublesome of the heart is destroyed almost to nil. And loving service to the personality of Godhead, whose praise of the transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact. Can't 27. Right? 27. 27. Can you read Sanskrit numbers? Oh, I see it up there. <laughs> is that yeah. it right there? Huh? That is 27. That's cool. It says up there at the very top. Oh. 27. I thought you were talking about those right Down there. Down here, see that first letter is yeah. 3, and then 2. That must be a 7. I, I thought that was a six, though. I don't know. It's so interesting. Because I was looking at it yesterday when Dero was saying Three, 26. 14, 27. Oh, 14, oh, right. Wow. But look, 27, that's a that's a seven, huh? Looks like a six, R6. Those are symbols. They just coincidentally happen to look like a six. Well, they're numerals. Um, from which we derive our numerals. They're, they're, they're David Nagari system, yeah. not numerals. Yeah. Wow. That's where we get some of our stuff. Yeah, like three. Look at that. One. That's awesome. Two. There it is. Two. So cool. Thank you. That 14 kind of threw me. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> mm. Not kind of. Did. If you asked me, it would say 32826 the second. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask that's, you. That's, no. what, uh, that's so wrong. <laughs> Okay. Oh boy. This is gonna be a fun one. Let's see. Wow. <laughs> oh. So please repeat. Yasya. Yasya. Anavadya. Anavadya. 
Acharitam Acharitam Manishanaha Manishanaha Grinanti Grinanti Avidya Avidya Patalam Patalam Bibhitsavaha Bibhitsavaha Nirasta Nirasta Samya 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 Atishayaha Api Yat Swayam Pishacha Jiroji, do you say Svayam or Swayam? Svayam or Swayam? Why? I didn't get it. Say it again. Swayam, like it's a W. Yeah. Okay. Charyam, Charyam, Acharat, Acharat, Gati, Satam, Satam. Oh, here we go. Yashyanavadya Charitam Manishino, Yashyanavadya Charitam Manishino, Grinantya Vidya Patalam Bibhitsavaha. Nirasta Samyat Tishavo Piyat Swayam Nirasta Samyat Tishayo Piyat Swayam Pispishacha Charyam Acharad Gati Satam Yashyanavadya Charitam Manishino Yashyanavadya Charitam Manishino Grinantya Vidya Patalam Bibhitsavaha Grinantya Vidya Patalam Bibhitsavaha Nirasta Samyatishayopiyatsvayam Nirasta Samyatishayopiyatsvayam Pishachacharyam Acharadgati Satam Pishachacharyam Acharadgati Satam Yashyanavadya Charitam Manishino Yashyanavadya Charitam Manishino Vinantya Vidya Patalam Bibhitsavaha Vinantya Vidya Patalam Bibhitsavaha Nirasta Samya Tishayopiyatsvayam Nirasta Samya Tishayopiyatsvayam Pishacha Charyam Acharad Gati Satam Pishacha Charyam Acharad Gati Satam Yashyavadya Charitam Manishino Gnantya Vidya Patalam Bibhitsavaha Nirasta Samya Tishayopi Yatsvayam Pishacha Charyam Acharad Gati Satam Yashyanavadya Charitam Manishino Gnantya Vidya Patalam Bibhitsavaha Nirasta Samyati Shayopiyat Swayam Nirasta Samyati Shayopiyat Swayam Nirasta Samyati Shayopiyat Swayam Nirasta Samyati Shayopiyat Swayam 
Word meanings yasya, whose, anavadya, unimpeachable, acharitam, character. Manishanaha, great sages, Grinanti, follow, avidya, nescience, patalam, mass, bibhitsavaha, desiring to dismantle, nirasta, nullified, samya, equality. Atishayaha, greatness, api, in spite of, yat, as, swayam, personally, pishacha, devil, charyam, activities, acharat, performed, Gati, Gati, destination. Satam, of the devotees of the Lord. Translation by His Divine Grace, Srila Asi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Kijai. Although no one in the material world is equal to or greater than Lord Shiva, who's speaking? Kashyap. Kachamuni is still talking to his wife, still warning her, bringing up the fact that Lord Shiva is going to see this. Whatever we're doing, we're going to offend Lord Shiva. And it says, although no one in the material world is equal to or greater than Lord Shiva, and although his unimpeachable character is followed by great souls to dismantle the mass of nescience, he nevertheless remains as if a devil to give salvation to all devotees of the Lord. <laughs> Do we want to repeat it? Although no one in the material world is equal to or greater than Lord Shiva, and although his unimpeachable character is followed by great souls to dismantle the mass of nescience. He nevertheless remains, nevertheless remains as if a devil to give salvation to all devotees of the Lord. 
interesting. Purport. Lord Shiva's uncivilized devilish characteristics are never abominable because he teaches the sincere devotees of the Lord how to practice detachment from material enjoyment. He is called Mahadeva, or the greatest of all demigods. No one is equal to or greater than him in the material world. He is almost equal to Lord Vishnu, although he is although he always associates with Maya, Durga. He is above the reactionary stage of the three modes of material nature, and although he is in charge of devilish characters in the mode of ignorance, he is not affected by such association. Although no one in the material world is equal to or greater than Lord Shiva, and although his unimpeachable character is followed by great souls to dismantle the mass of nescience, he nevertheless remains as if a devil to give salvation to all devotees of the Lord. I was thinking about this. Uh, no one in the material world is equal to or greater than Lord Shiva. It says. But Lord Vishnu is also in the material world. And Lord Ram is also was in the material world at one time. Lord Krishna. So can it really be said that he, no one is equal to or greater than Lord Shiva? Some people would like to believe that. A lot of people would like to believe that. They're attracted by his qualities and some of the things that he does. Had a lady call the other day to the restaurant and wanted to know if we had a Shiva Lingam. She wants to come and make offerings here. An Indian lady said, yes, we have one outdoor thing here. It sounded like she was going to start an ongoing thing. And I said, but please, you know, people come and make offerings over there and they don't clean it up and they leave a real mess. So please, if you make an offering, clean it up over there. <laughs> I told Mother Sindamia, told this lady that she was really nice. She said, oh, I'll only be offering flowers and water. Then she admitted that, well, I'll be offering milk too. Sometimes they leave, there's a pan under the Shiva Lingam with a serpent around it. It's a pan serpent and they leave that thing just full of oil or different things for us to clean up. Anyway, <laughs> so they like their, their Shiva too. It's a really smart thing, Mother Sundami here. Somebody put, a, put something over there for them because they love having that. They just want to go over there, pick our flowers and offer them to Lord Shiva. They don't want to buy their own flowers sometimes. I see them picking off the bushes. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, somebody could say, "Well, Lord Vishnu is also in the material world." What would be an ex? What would be your explanation, Lord? When something happens in the in the higher planets that they really need somebody to deal with, who do they go to? Finally, actually, a lot of times they'll go to they go through the three Purusha avatars. They start with Lord Brahma first, go to Lord Brahma, then maybe go to Lord Shiva. I haven't heard that really, but then finally they end up on the shore of the milk ocean, saying prayers to Lord Vishnu. So you can kind of see from that that Lord Vishnu, but you could say, anybody have any 
answer to that? What if somebody said, well, it says right here, Lord Shiva is the greatest person in the material world. There's no one equal to or greater than him. I was thinking, well, Lord Vishnu is in the material world, but he's an expansion of, of Mahavishnu who precedes the material world. So. Also, um, I was thinking of Lord Ram because Ravana was such a great devotee of Lord Shiva. But when he went to Lord Shiva, please protect me from Lord Ram. He's about to kill me. What did Ram say? Said something. Uh, did he say that? Kitan knows. Said. He said, "Well, if Ram, if Lord Ram is the personality of Godhead, so if he wants to kill you, what can I do? You know, I'm, if he wants to save you, was that the time that verse was?" was stated, I don't know, not really sure. Anyway, so Lord Shiva is considered the greatest in the material world. He has this, uh, these qualities and that I was thinking of the, I don't know if we've heard them in a while, maybe have, but the uh, Daivi Sampad, Daivi Sampadam qualities that are enumerated in Chapter, beginning of chapter 16 of Bhagavad Gita. Um, it's a nice list of qualities and we can see that Lord Shiva, from what we know of him, what little I know of him, has many of these qualities. And because he's associating in the mode of ignorance and doing his service, he may be a little superficially appear not to have some of those qualities. This is a, this is a really superficial, superficial view to think that he's, you know, devilish and unclean. And there's some stories that go along with, uh, with that. Even Anyway, get to that in a minute. Chapter 16, text, the very beginning, yeah, text one through three, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, fearlessness, purification of one's existence, cultivation of spiritual knowledge, charity, self-control, performance of sacrifice, study of the Vedas, austerity, simplicity. You can see some of these things, Lord Shiva, what, what we've heard about him, simplicity, simple living, he doesn't even have a house, he's a grihasta as a wife, but no permanent place to live. Nonviolence, truthfulness, freedom from anger, renunciation, tranquility, aversion to fault finding, compassion for all living entities, freedom from covetousness, gentleness, modesty, steady determination, vigor, forgiveness, fortitude, cleanliness, freedom from envy and from the passion for honor. These transcendental qualities well, son of Bharat belonged to godly men endowed with divine nature. Dero Prabhu quoted that verse yesterday saying that uh, Lord Shiva is, uh, he has this um, Vasudev Shabditam, this um, pure, pure Sattva Vishuddha mind. 
The verse goes, Satvam Vishudam Vasudeva Shabdatam. He's telling his wife that I'm always in that consciousness. And by that, I always see the Lord without any covering in my mind's eye. Um, so, um, so his wife, there's a couple instances of her getting really upset with people who disrespected Lord, Lord Shiva because she understands his nature and people who superficially see someone on his level um, and offend him. So there's a situation in Canto 4 where <clears throat> King Daksha, one of the Pajapatis, you know what a Pajapati is? Pajapati is a person who generates uh, living beings. He's, their function is to uh, have children and spread the, you know, the generations of men and, and different species actually they can do, apparently give birth to. So King Daksha is uh, he's apparently a very exalted personality. And he, there's a sacrifice. It's uh, brought up in the fourth canto. That was the second chapter, and it leads to um, Lord Shiva's wife getting so angry she destroys herself by mystic power at this sacrifice, which she wanted to go to herself because she knew all the demigods and demigoddesses would be there. And she's with Lord Shiva and he's meditating a lot. And that's wonderful, that must be a wonderful atmosphere, but it plays her up to being sort of having this, you know, the way a lot of times females like to go out to a party and, and dress and just be seen, you know, like, like that. So it talks about it like that she goes to this sacrifice. She, she asks her, I want to go also. I think he, her husband's not invited. Um, Daksha doesn't, he resents the fact that, that his beautiful daughter was giving, given to Lord Shiva. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Lord Shiva, just tries to discourage her from going, but she goes anyway. So different things happen. Um, and when Daksha comes into the sacrificial arena, it says that he was so effulgent that his bodily luster overshadows everyone else in the assembly. He's like that. And uh, because of that, when everybody saw it, everybody except for Lord Brahman, Lord Shiva stood up to greet him. Those two did not. Lord Brahma is the father of both Daksha, considered to be the father and of both Daksha and Shiva. He's definitely the father of Daksha, but Shiva is created differently, and there are different stories. But so. Uh, Lord Brahma is excused by Daksha because he's his father. Doesn't expect him to get up. But Lord Shiva, he gets extremely angry because he's, he's, the, uh, he's, he's his son-in-law. Even though he's his brother, 
in a way, and he's a superior personality, superior demigod. He's also the husband of his daughter, Duxia's daughter. So he considers him an inferior. He should stand up to greet his father-in-law. Before taking his seat, Duxia was very much offended to see Lord Shiva sitting and not showing me any respect. At, at that time, Duxia became greatly angry and his eyes glowing, he began to speak very strongly against Lord Shiva. The reason I'm reading this is just because you can see how someone who, with a superficial point of view, materialistic attitude, could you know, get the wrong idea. There's also a story in the Bhagavatam about uh, Narad Muni when going on his travels throughout the universe. I mean, not Narad Muni, Prahlad Maharaj. He goes on travels in their universe while he's king to visit the saintly people, to see them. And one of the people he runs up on is a, is a Navadut, a very advanced person laying on the ground like a python. Have you heard this story? That apparently there's some sages that are so on such a high spiritual level that they just lay down on the ground and they take whatever food comes to them. So that's in one of the cantos, I think, maybe seventh canto, that uh, Prahlad Maharaj runs across this avadut laying on the ground and he's very healthy, stout and strong. Prahlad Maharaj is amazed. And he talk, asked him, you know, how, how is it you're, you're, you're so well fed, just like someone who's rich and opulent, sitting in their, in their palace and doesn't even work or something, you know? He's amazed. And he also knows that, the, that he's very happy, this python type, he's laying there. Anyway, that's getting off the subject. Um, Daksha, his comments to Lord Shiva. He says, uh, Please hear me with attention, for I speak about the manners, manners of gentle persons. I do not speak out of ignorance or envy, he says. That's also interesting. He's going to say, I'm not saying this because I'm envious or, or out of ignorance. But he says, Shiva has spoiled the name and fame of the governors of the universe and has polluted the path of gentle, gentle manners. Because he is shameless, he does not know how to act. He has already accepted as my he has already accepted himself as my subordinate by marrying my daughter in the presence of fire and brahmanas. He has married my daughter who is equal to Gayatri and has pretended to be just like an honest person. He has eyes like a monkey's, yet he has married my daughter. <laughs> he says this to Lord Shiva, you know, the, the greatest the most powerful demigod in the you know, just see his ignorance. He has eyes like a monkey's, and yet he has married my daughter, whose eyes are just like those of a deer cub. Nevertheless, he did not stand up to receive me, nor did, he, nor did he think it fit to welcome me with sweet words. I had no desire to give my daughter to this person, who has broken all rules of civility. Because of not observing the required rules and regula regulations, he is impure, but I was obliged to hand over my daughter to him just as one teaches the messages of the Vedas to a Shudra. He lives in filthy places like crematoriums and his companions are ghosts and demons. He does not bathe regularly. He ornaments his body with a garland of skull and skulls and bones. 
Therefore, only in name is he Shiva or auspicious. Actually, he is the most mad and inauspicious creature. <laughs> Thus, he is very dear to crazy beings in the gross mode of ignorance, and he is their leader. On the request of Lord Brahma, I handed over my chaste daughter to him, although he is devoid of all cleanliness and his heart is filled with nasty things. <laughs> you know, so. I was thinking about that verse that, that says, um, but we know from, just from, from our study of Shastra, we could say, there's the verse that we quote, you hear here among devotees, fair amount. Does anybody, you can, I know Daryl can say it, but any of you? Yashasti Bhaktir? You know? Yashasti Bhaktir Bhagavati Akinchana Sarvastra Sarvair? No, Sarvastra Gunai Samasta Suryaha. So, Sarvaya Gunais Chasamasta Suryaha. So that means uh, um, Yashyasti, where there is bhakti, devotional service. Um, Yashyasti Bhaktir, Bhagavati Akinchanad. Bhagavati means to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, devotion to the Supreme Person. Akinchana, without any motivation. Without any motivation could kind of almost be related to, you know, the idea of being free from material attachment. Or it could be, you know, is free. So Lord Shiva is, we see by his character, he's not attached to material things. It says, Sarvas, Sarv. Sarvaya Gunai, Sarvaya, all the good qualities of the demigods become manifest in a person who's, who's uh, performing devotional service without any motivation. The rest of the verse says, on the other hand, one who is not a devotee of Lord Hari cannot have any good qualities. He's on the mental platform. His mind is just running after material things. So... Um, Lord Shiva is always meditating on Lord Vasudev. So he has, as it says here, unimpeachable character. And I was thinking, you know, um, renunciation is this thing that even devotees don't like to hear or talk about. I told a story once before about a devotee who left. He'd come all the way from Delaware. He, he was mixed up in so many things, drugs and girlfriends underage and surfing. and. He just got so disgusted, he went from Delaware to San Diego, completely across the country. If you got a, a ruler and wanted to, he was from Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. I don't know, it must be really super cold up there to be a surfer, but he was a strong little guy with a bunch of tattoos. He was given a Bhagavad Gita by a book distributor downtown in San Diego, and he came right to the temple and asked to do service. Started reading, and he realized, wow, this is what, I must have been meant to come here, so he came to the temple. He was real enthusiastically doing nice service, and in spite of it, he looked like, you know, he had so many tattoos, and 
he just uh, had this kind of off-putting appearance. But, you know, we devotees are just sweet to everybody. So we took him in, he started living with us. And then they put a really nice devotee with him to teach. He, there was a couple of two or three new bhaktas there. So they were having a class every day on the, on the philosophy. <laughs> Pretty soon he was coming out of the class and saying, or before the class saying, Oh, brother, another class on renunciation. Something like that, you know. He would, he would say that to me sometimes going into the class. Another class on this, you know. So pretty soon he was out of the temple living in the bushes around the, the beach. And he said, I'm not giving up surfing. Okay, you know, we don't, you know, we don't, you don't have to give up anything, you know. We we're trying to help you be a devotee. That's all. You wanted to come here, you know, and learn. You wanted to forget about your life. So anyway, you do what you got to do, you know. Kept coming to the temple for uh, Rajbok every day. And he was considering himself a monk. He was kind of spreading the word around it. I'm really a monk, you know, I surf, but I'm, you can see I'm renounced. I don't have things. I don't, I don't care about material things. And I'm chanting Hare Krishna. So he'd come and say, well, you should do some service, you know, maybe. You can't, you don't have any money, just at least do some service before you take Raj Bhaga, you know. But he wasn't into that. He said, oh, I'm chanting, I'm chanting. He said, yeah, we're chanting too, but you can do some service and chant. <laughs> anyway, we had these piles of dishes in the kitchen. At that time, we didn't have a dishwasher. And it's a busy kitchen in San Diego because there's offerings all the time, you know. So, uh, how to get on this? Renunciation. Yeah, renunciation. Devotees sometimes don't like to see that or talk about that or think about it. But I was thinking how kind of easy it is for us. And this is come, there's a nice verse, which I can remember what canto it's from, but maybe Daryl knows. Prasangam ajarang pasan, atmano kavido vidu, saivas sadhushukrito moksha dwaranga parvitam. That verse says, Prasangam, by association, Ajahn Pasham. Ajahn Pasham. Ajahn means unattached Pasham. Prasangam, Ajahn Pasham. Atmano Kavido Vidu. No, I'm sorry, that means, that means, by associating with uh, the material, the material world. <clears throat> All learned persons, the Kovidas, know that this is uh, the greatest entanglement, it says in the verse. Prasangam ajanam atmano kavido vidu. It's the greatest entanglement for the spirit soul. The rest of the verse says, Saiva sadhu shikrito, but by transferring one's attachment to a sadhu, what happens? Moksha dwaranga parvatam. Moksha means liberation. Dwaranga means door. The door of liberation, aparvatam, is open. So for us, that's kind of encouraging because most of us are, you know, got some level of attachment to the sadhu or we wouldn't be here. We could do a lot of things other than what we're doing. But we love Srila Prabhupada and we love the, all the wonderful devotees there are, you know, and just in ISKCON alone in our little ISKCON establishment. So many nice devotees. So by that we become mm, 
um, the door for liberation is, is open and, and liberation has to do with being detached from material things. So we, we can see in our own lives we come. Like I was saying, Suresh for Prabhu says, we've been liberated from so many things. Before we were eating meat and becoming so entangled, just think of the material and spiritual entanglement of, of eating meat being associated with violence to animals. You know, the health problems materially, the health problems spiritually, the effect on your consciousness to be grinding on dead animals every on a daily basis. <laughs> My goodness. <clears throat> Thought of some more verses that were nice related to all these things, but. Um, oh, there's one fun story that I could tell, 845. That, that uh, question of who is the greatest, Lord Shiva or Lord Vishnu? Anybody know, want to tell the story about Brigham Money? There was a discussion among the demigods, who's the greatest, Brahma, Vishnu, or Shiva? Jai. So they computed Brigham Money. Go find, find out. out. <laughs> he, he did a test on each one. Right. <laughs> Starting from subtle you heard this? to gross. So he went to Lord Brahma, and he uh, failed to offer respects. Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma became angry. But then he controlled his anger. Then he went to Lord Shiva and he insulted him. And Lord Shiva became angry at him. And then he controlled his anger. And he went to Lord Vishnu and kicked him in the chest. And Lord Vishnu immediately got to, oh, I'm so sorry. Your soft foot had to encounter my hard chest. Please forgive me. And then you realize that Lord Vishnu was the supreme. The greatest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And so you see deities of Krishna will have a bigger footprint mm. on the chest. Mm. Right. Also part of that, I think he did it in front of uh, Lakshmi, goddess of a fortune. This is kind of interesting. And uh, Lakshmi... You know, he treated Brigham Muni really sweetly after that because Brigham Muni's a, a Brahmin. He said, Oh, my dear Brahmin, you know, your feet are very soft and my chest is like a thunderbolt, you know. So you must, you know, he kind of massaged his feet and uh, treated him so reverently and said prayers and everything to these Brahmana. But, but uh, Lakshmi Devi didn't appreciate the whole thing. And for that reason, it said that the Brahmins are sort of kept in poverty. By Lakshmi Devi, because of that, ever ever since that incident. But yeah, thank you, dear Oji. That's totally pretty good. Brahma, because I just read this story. Brahma, when he went to Lord Brahma, Brigamuni is 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 a son of Lord Brahma. He's one of the many sons of Lord Brahma. So. When he went to see Lord Brahma in Brahmaloka and didn't offer him obeisances in Vedic culture, a son or a disciple goes to see a father or a spiritual master. They're supposed to offer prayers, sweet words, things like that. You know, it's mandatory. So when he didn't do that, he just, you know, hi, I'm here. You know, so Lord Brahma, 
got real real upset with that. That's that's against our culture, you know. But he controlled his anger. It's it was said in the story that I read that that Brigham Muni was uh, going to commit offenses of the first of the mind, then of the words, words and then of the body. So that's progressively more serious. The first is if you commit an offense only in your mind. But it was understood by Lord Brahma, so he got angry. But it's not as bad as, as a, a gross bodily or corporal, you know, thing like uh, Brigham Muni did to Lord Vishnu. Anyway, when he went to Lord Shiva, Lord Shiva was sitting in meditation, and uh, so Brigham Muni just... He goes up to him, and Lord Shiva sees him, and, and they're brothers. They're both sons of Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva also. So he stands up and to embrace him. Oh, my brother is here. And uh, Brigham Muni stands back. He says, please don't embrace me. You know, you're covered with ashes. You're unclean, and I don't want to be embraced like that, you know. And then Lord Shiva says, because he's associates with the mode of ignorance, his, he got hot really quick. His eyes turned red. His brother wouldn't, you know, embrace him, considering him unclean. So, but Lord Shiva, like, like Adiroji said, he controlled it. But anyway, he saw the anger. Bigger money saw the anger. But then he goes to Lord Vishnu, who kicks him in the chest like that. And Lord Vishnu, he doesn't get angry. He doesn't phase him. Also wanted to mention that. Um, are we going to say something? I thought one of them didn't control their anger. I thought one of them had to be restrained. Maybe that's not the way I read it, but could be. Like There's a. Lord Brahma had to be. Or one of them had to be restrained. I thought, I thought it was could Shiva be. pulled out his trident. I thought that. Uh, was oh, oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> Is that another story, though? Maybe. Could be. Could be. Could like be. You're right. Their anger than another one. Lord Vishnu actually said, I hope he didn't hurt your heart. Yeah. <laughs> he was not only tolerant, but he was yeah. showed. <laughs> yeah, he even started misogyny. I'm sorry, my dear Brahmana. But, um, yeah, there's there's some story about that. With Lord Shiva grabbing his trident and wanting to kill him. He was ready to kill him. I think that is the same story. He was ready to kill Brigham and his own brother. Now, how, how did he end up stopping, though? I think... Parvati did. Parvati, yeah, Parvati. Parvati intervened in that. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of interesting. She doesn't also doesn't like what she would be disrespected. Um, let me see. What was I going to say? Uh, hmm. Oh, Lord Chaitanya. Something about Lord Chaitanya. Oh, well, there's a nice verse. I, I tried to learn the Bengali or Sanskrit, <laughs> but it's a nice verse. Krishnadas Kaviraj says somewhere in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, he says, um, uh, how's it go? It says, uh, I think it's renunciation or detach. Yeah, renunciation is the basic principle that sustains the life of Lord Chaitanya's devotees. And when Lord Chaitanya sees 
the renunciation of his devotees, he becomes very pleased. It's a nice verse. But, um, and that sounds like, uh, you know, to any average person, they might think, well, you know, that's typical. God wants people to be unhappy and be renounced like that. They don't want them to be, have the things they want. They prefer for them to be renounced, somebody could say. Renunciation is a basic principle sustaining the lives of Lord Chaitanya's devotees. And Lord Chaitanya becomes very pleased. But Lord Chaitanya knows that my devotees are so uh, happy with their meditation and their life and their relationship with me that they don't let little material things get in the way, distract them. And that's so pleasing to Lord Chaitanya. He's, he's so happy with the fact that his devotees are they're just so fixed and they're, you know, they're so happy with Lord Chaitanya. They want to go where he is. They want to take prasadam with him. You know, they want to go to the temple to see Jagannath with him. You know, they want to know about his pastimes. And they come every year to see him and they're so enthusiastic and have these kirtans. So uh, this is a life of Lord Chaitanya's devotees, you know, not not to be attached to insignificant things. Um, also, when Lord Chaitanya, you know, we know the story of when he was uh, meeting Sanatana Goswami after Sanatana Goswami finally got away from his government and from the prison that he was in, actually. He was traveling on the, on the way. He got this new chatter from his brother-in-law. He went, he's on the way to Vrindavan, he stopped at the home of his sister. His brother-in-law gives him a new chatter, you know, as a gift. So he had that when he was in Vrindavan and he met Lord Chaitanya there. And Lord Chaitanya, he said that Lord Chaitanya just kept looking at this chatter. He didn't say anything about it. But he just kept looking at it. And uh, Sanatana Goswami got the idea, you know, just making things uncomfortable here, this new chatter, and he thought, Okay, Lord Chaitanya doesn't really like me having this brand new or this really nice chatter. So he went down to the river where he saw someone, poor person bathing and with a, you know, a ragged thing and he traded with him. And then he came back and Lord Chaitanya saw this and was very pleased. And Sanatana Goswami was also happy with that. He's, you know, finally, he said, I'm last. I have no more material attachments. And I, he realized that even though it wasn't really on his mind at all, especially, but the fact that I have this is, is just, I'll be, maybe at some point I'll be disturbed by it, just, just by having something like this. And, and why should that be a part of my life? You know, I'm a devotee, I'm, a, I'm just, I just wanna be absorbed in Lord Chaitanya, I don't wanna think about anything like this. So does anybody have anything to add before we stop at 8.55? Dear Oji. Yeah, the child. 
Never said anything to him. Didn't say a word. Just kept looking at it. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, what are you looking at? He's like, oh, look at that picture. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Lord Chaitanya knew what kind of devotee Sanatika Swami was. He knew him from, from all his lifetimes. But I have a couple of statements I'd like to get your feedback on. Um, the first is, is my understanding is that Lord Shiva benedicts <coughs> within the three modes. So in mm. other words, even if people have material desires and they go to um, Lord Vishnu, <coughs> then those material desires are fulfilled through the devas. Mm. But if um, somebody approaches Lord Vishnu with love and devotion, like for instance, and um, there's a, the fruit vendor who gives mm-hmm. the back to the fruits, and then Krishna turns into the gold. Mm. Or Sudama Brahmana, he comes, goes to us, and then he gives them this big opulent mansion. Mm. So, <clears throat> like, but they were coming in Shuddha Shatva. Shuddha Shatva. So, yeah. Lord Vishnu isn't reciprocating within the three modes of nature, he's reciprocating mm. transcendentally mm. on the transcendental platform. Like, he gave Dhruva Maharaj this whole planet. Mm-hmm. Transcendental reciprocation. Mm-hmm. But Shiva, he's actually reciprocating within the modes of nature. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what's that demon, Rikashore? No. He benedicts him to you know, touch someone's head to explode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's benedicting within the modes of nature. But Lord Vishnu, he's also mm-hmm. Hari, he takes away. Mm-hmm. So when someone approaches him, and he actually, instead of giving, he takes away. <laughs> he takes away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But then he gives in a transcendental reciprocation. Mm-hmm. So that was the first. I want to hear your feedback on that. And the second one <laughs> is that um, renunciation manifests in different ways depending on your ashram. The sannyasa ashram, which is Sanatana Swami, it means basically giving up everything and just uh, having no possessions and mm-hmm. wandering. But in the household, if you have the ashram, renunciation means yuta um, vairagya. Mm-hmm. means to have, like Prabhupada said, he says, uh, for Prabhupada counting money like a banker. So there's money in the air, you just have to learn how to catch it. <laughs> the idea was we want to accumulate as much, we want to get as much as possible to use for the service of Krishna. Mm-hmm. So like that's a renunciation too, yeah. in a different um, ashram. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is a reason why we, we can't just tell superficially what level devotee someone is, you know. We have to be careful about judging people. Who's a uh, devotee? He changed, that. he changed that definition of renunciation because he, he was accumulating and using like buildings and money and men and, you know. Vishuddha Prabhupada? Yeah, he yeah. was a nasty, but he was showing like yeah. renunciation. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. But he never kept anything for himself. Vishuddha Prabhupada never. Yeah, he he got everything, he but he, then he just like went right through his fingers. He's always wanted to give it to the, to the devotees or to the movements. You know, even when he was getting watches, you know, he would just pass them on. He'd wear them for a little while. Wasn't against having it for a little while, wearing it. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he was getting love from somebody who gave him a gift. So he would have it for a little while and give it to somebody. Really nice, expensive stuff, you know. But yeah, renunciation is in the mind. That's an important place. And, you know. Another thing you made me think of was this nice verse from Chaitanya Charitamrita. 
echo echo uh, ishvara ishvara krishna arasabhavritya you know that verse I heard ishvara krishna only one ishvara supreme controller is krishna it's, it says it you know specifically ekale ishvara krishna arasabhavritya the only supreme there's only one supreme person controller that's krishna all others are his subordinate servants. Britya, Arasabha Britya, is a servant, I think. I think. How that related to the first part of your, oh, you said that, oh, yes. Lord, Lord Vishnu uh, gives liberation in the transcendentally or outside the three modes. He can give, give benedictions outside yeah that's a good way to think of it yeah like it's like a, it's like it was like a love reciprocation like a fruit vendor came mm -hmm. all those jewels yeah uh -huh. yeah that's nice krishna wouldn't do that with somebody who would be affected by that those gifts you know so he must must have approved of her as a pure devotee that's also that's a demonstration for average people to see that you know Krishna does he will if you are able to handle something like that he can give you everything it's not it's not that he doesn't want you to have material things he wants you to be a devotee first that's the first thing for us be a devotee learn to clear up your consciousness then you can you can have everything they're not, can, they're not material anymore that's true. Good, another good point. So many nice ways to look at this stuff. That's why it's fun to be with devotees in here. <laughs> Just kind of hash it all around. They're not. That's a very good point. They're not material things anymore. Things to be used in service. That's all. Yeah. Thank you. That's very good. Rantaraj Shrimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gaurabhaktivinoda Ki Jai. You Ki Jai. This is a very valuable diamond shop. There's only a few customers here. <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>